Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. We do have this small community that we can go to, and these people understand. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Anna Jaworski and the host of your program. We are in season 15 and we're so happy that you're here with us today. Today's show features two guests and our episode is entitled Ivomark Syndrome, Yesterday and Today. Our two guests are Julia Mayfield and Richard Ivomark. Julia Mayfield is an adult born with a rare genetic condition called Ivomark Syndrome. According to the National Organization for Rare Disorders, Ivomark Syndrome is comprised of an absent or underdeveloped spleen, cardiovascular anomalies, and abnormal placement of the organs in the chest or abdomen. Julia's heart is on the right side of her chest and she is missing her spleen. By the time she was nine, she had been through four open heart surgeries, the final of which caused a massive stroke post-op. She also developed severe scoliosis and required surgery. She's joining us today to raise awareness of Ivomark syndrome and share her experience of growing up with this condition. Julia was on our program in season 14. She's back today with Richard Ivomark. Richard is the grandson of the man who coined the term Ivomark syndrome. Bjorn Ivomark is credited with the discovery of Ivomark syndrome in 1955. Growing up, Richard's family sometimes spoke of Ivomark syndrome, but nobody fully understood what it was. After the passing of his grandfather in 2005, Richard was unable to get a complete picture of the disorder. So in 2019, at the age of 18, he decided to write a paper on Ivomark syndrome to understand his grandfather's legacy. In doing so, he found the small yet welcoming Ivomark syndrome community online trying to raise awareness about Ivomark syndrome. Welcome back to Heart to Heart with Anna, Julia Mayfield. Hello. And welcome to the show, Richard Ivermark. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm very excited to be doing this international show. We don't always do an international show, but today is because Richard is actually in Sweden. And then, of course, Julia and I are in the United States. So, Richard, I'm going to start with you. It must have been so exciting to actually find somebody living with the disease that your grandfather coined with Ivomark syndrome. Can you tell us how you met Julia? It was very exciting, actually. Ivomark syndrome always felt so abstract to me. But meeting Julia made me understand how it affects life on a personal level, which has been invaluable for me. So while researching for my paper in the spring of 2019, I came across a Facebook page about a young man living with Ivermark syndrome. 
And in trying to get in touch with him, I was referred to Julia by this young man's mother. And I was able to interview her for my paper. And we've been in touch ever since. And this was also my introduction to the online Ivermark syndrome community. That's so wonderful. How was your paper received? Well, my teachers and my classmates, they really enjoyed it. And it was something that they've never heard of because Ivermark syndrome is so rare. Uh, So it's very uncommon to have heard of. Right, right. It's not like something that you would just fall across. (laughs) You actually have (laughs) to seek it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Julia, what was it like for you to meet the grandson of the man who coined the condition you've lived with all your life? It was pretty amazing. I mean, I didn't expect to come into contact with the grandson of the man who coined the name of my condition. But whenever I first got his message, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. I never in a million years would have thought. Right, right. Well, Richard, it seems like it's become a goal of yours to understand your grandfather's legacy. Tell us what you've learned since you've started doing research on your grandfather. None of my family, as you mentioned, fully understood what Bjorn, my grandfather, discovered. So I kind of set out to do that on my own. As you mentioned, Ivermark syndrome is characterized by an underdeveloped or absent spleen in combination with cardiovascular anomalies and atypical placements of the internal organs. And the exact symptoms of Ivermark syndrome, they vary wildly from case mm. to case, mm-hmm. making it hard to both diagnose and treat. The right. treatments, they, they vary quite a bit too, but mostly include surgeries to fix the most critical heart defects to be able to live with this disease or the defect. Some limited research has been done since my grandfather's passing in 2005, which seemed to indicate that Ivermark syndrome is caused by mutations in genes that control organ placement during the pregnancy, but it's very hard to tell. And since it's such a rare disease, not much research has been done. Mm-hmm. Now, have you met anybody in Sweden who has Ivermark syndrome? No, never. The only people I know of are Julia and this young man, Carly, that I came into contact with on Facebook. And then we've actually started a small Ivermark syndrome Facebook group where there are a couple more people, but no one in Sweden, as I, well, I know. Wow. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect, or CHD, community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Texas Heart Institute were offering us a mechanical heart, and he said, no, Dad, I've had enough. Give it to someone who's worthy. My father promised me a golden dress to twirl it. He held my hand and asked me where I wanted to go. Whatever strife or conflict that we experienced in our long career together was always healed by humor. Heart to Heart with Michael. Please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments.
This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions expressed in the podcast are not those of Hearts Unite the Globe, but of the hosts and guests, and are intended to spark discussion about issues pertaining to congenital heart disease or bereavement. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Before the break, we were talking with Julia and Richard, and we just learned from Richard that it may be a genetic disorder. It may be caused by a problem with the genes that are responsible for the placement of the organs in the body. So I think that's fascinating. See, I've already learned something, folks. But now we're going to talk about the term Ivermark syndrome, and it hasn't been consistently used. So I want to get more into that. Richard, can you tell us why it's important to recognize Ivermark syndrome as a unique condition? and something separate from heterotaxy syndrome. So today, heterotaxy syndrome and Ivermark syndrome are almost used synonymously, Mm -hmm. and sources online, they differ widely in their use of the words. The fact is, though, that they are not one and the same. Heterotaxy is an umbrella term for several different birth defects, with the common factor being the misplacement of internal organs much like how cancer is an umbrella term for many different types of cancer. Mm-hmm. The people born with Ivermark syndrome, they deserve to have their unique condition recognized for what it is. And this applies to every other condition under the heterotaxy umbrella. These are very rare conditions, and identifying them more precisely helps doctors as well as families who are trying to connect with people in similar situations. Having a name for their specific birth defects boosts morale, and it's the least the medical community can do for these amazing people. Oh, I just love the way you said that, for it to boost morale, because I know when Julia came on my program before, that was her hope, was to find other people who had the same condition that she had, and she knew what she had was not really heterotaxy syndrome. And I think she embraced the term Ivermark syndrome as kind of part of her identity. So, Julia, tell us how difficult it's been for you to find other people with Ivermark syndrome. Obviously, you met this one boy online or his mother, and the three of you are now connected, Richard, this boy, his mother, and you. But how difficult has it been for you to find other people? It's been really difficult. I like to use the analogy of finding a needle in a haystack. It's very, very difficult. When I got in touch with Richard and got in touch with you and done the first show, I had a guy message me about his young son, and then I got the idea to start the Ava Mark Syndrome Support Group, and I found a few more very beautiful people that share the same thing, and that's all we want is we want to be recognized and be unique. I mean, you have all these cancers, and you lump all these cancers together under the term cancer, but they want to be known for their specific cancer. Like my mother-in-law, she had breast cancer, and she doesn't want to be lumped in with just, oh, well, these are the people that had cancer. 
No, she wants the term breast cancer used. So do you think that one of the reasons it's harder to find people with Ivomark syndrome is that the doctors are not uniformly using that label, that they prefer to use the label heterotaxy instead, even if the person does have Ivomark syndrome? To me, I think that's mostly the cause, and it's giving these people false information. I mean, yeah, it's all lumped under heterotaxy, but it's not unique because each person, the way that God created us, we're all unique, and each person wants to be noticed for their uniqueness. These people that have Ivan Mark syndrome just want that, just like everyone else, and everybody wants to put us under the umbrella of heterotaxy syndrome. Well, don't you think that maybe one of the reasons why the doctors have adopted the heterotaxy label instead of Ivermark syndrome is that it's more likely that she'll be able to actually find somebody that you can talk to who has some similarities since the Ivermark syndrome diagnosis seems to be so rare? I think that may be the cause, but just telling someone that they have a congenital heart defect in general, they will be able to find more people that way, just saying, oh, well, you have a CHD, and you can find all these people that have CHDs as well. Yeah, it's not the same, but you have that avenue to go down, and you can discuss what your life is like, what your condition's like, and then from there, you can find others that have a similar condition as you that way. How important is it, Julia, for you to find people who have the same condition you have? It's very important because I don't want to keep spreading this misinformation. Like I said, we all are coined under heterotaxy syndromes, but in general, like I said, all of us want to be so different. And so finding others that are like me has become my main life goal. Are people who have Ivermark syndrome treated and diagnosed quite differently than people with heterotaxy syndrome? I don't know. All I know is that when you are diagnosed as a baby, see, that's like when my mother gave birth to me. They didn't coin the term heterotaxy. They coined the term Ivermark syndrome, and that's what she was told. So all my life, I've known that I've had Ivermark syndrome. So whenever I got on Facebook and I saw all these people for heterotaxy syndrome, I'm like, what is this term? It's just very different to me. And yet you had people who told you. Ivermark syndrome is an old-fashioned word. Nobody's calling it that anymore. Now they're calling it heterotaxy syndrome, right? Yes, I have. Okay. Well, how many people have you actually found with Ivermark syndrome since you did the episode with me last year? I know of at least three adults and several children with it. Most all of them are international. Most are in Australia. Australia. 
which to me is probably a good thing in a way because I know he's not practicing anymore, but Dr. Me moved back to Australia, and he was the one that done my surgery, and he's a world-renowned surgeon. So do you think that the reason you've actually found those people is because Dr. Me gave them that label, just like he gave you your label, and there just aren't that many other doctors out there using the term Ivermark syndrome? Probably. I credit him for opening my eyes and helping me to find these people and to express myself as a Ivermark syndrome person. Because without him, I wouldn't be alive. People would not completely understand. And you would still have all these people wondering, is there anyone else out here like me? that I can talk to and I can get close to and have a conversation with and become friends. Hi, my name is Jamie Alcroft, and I just published my new book, The Tin Man Diaries. It's an amazing story of my sudden change of heart as I went through a heart and liver transplant. I can think of no better way to read The Tin Man Diaries than to cuddle up in your favorite Hearts Unite the Globe sweatshirt and your favorite hot beverage, of course, in your Hearts Unite the Globe mug, both of which are available at the Hug Podcast Network online store. Or visit heartsunitetheglobe.org. Home Tonight Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home Tonight Forever. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a non-profit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. In the second segment, we were talking to Julia and Richard about how Ivermark syndrome is unique and how we haven't found a whole lot of people living with that syndrome, but it's kind of questionable whether or not there are more people out there who just don't know that they have this unique condition. So Richard, why is it important to preserve the Ivermark syndrome label? As we've mentioned, Ivermark syndrome is used basically interchangeably with heterotaxy syndrome. And heterotaxy is starting to replace Ivermark syndrome altogether. However, like we've said, that's almost like saying that cancer and breast cancer could be the same thing. Breast cancer is a type of cancer, yes, but just using cancer to identify it, it's not enough. Ivermark syndrome is a type of heterotaxy, yes, 
And that's according to the National Organization for Rare Disorders. But it is also unique. Using just heterotaxis syndrome is not really enough. We do actually have an awareness day for breast cancer and skin cancer and a whole awareness month for brain cancer, but only one day for the whole heterotaxy umbrella. So together with the Ivermark syndrome community, Julia and I actually decided to make March 25th, the day of my grandfather Björn's death, the Ivermark syndrome awareness day to help preserve the label. And just because it's so rare doesn't mean it doesn't deserve its own awareness day. That's so wonderful. I did not know that you did that. So have you written up a proclamation? Have you gotten any acknowledgement from any government officials to make this an official day? Not yet, because this was probably a couple of weeks ago. So we haven't really done anything yet. But we hope to to make it actually official. I helped start Congenital Heart Defect Awareness Day many, many, many years ago. A friend of mine had a daughter with Angelman syndrome, which is another very rare disease. And she told me that there was an Angelman syndrome day. And she said there were far fewer people with Angelman syndrome than there were with congenital heart disease and that we deserved our own day, which, of course, we chose to be Valentine's Day. And so I actually wrote up the very first proclamation And we were on a listserv called CHIN, the Children's Health Information Network. And through Mona Barmish running CHIN, we were able to spread the proclamation actually across the world. And so now all over the world, February 14th, or even the entire week that includes February 14th is Congenital Heart Defect Awareness Week. And we've had governors and other statesmen actually sign that proclamation. And we've had opportunities to meet with the press and go on radio shows and podcasts to actually talk about congenital heart defect awareness. So I can tell you from personal experience, all it takes is one person who's willing to write the proclamation. And then you contact your governor, your senator, your mayor. It depends on what level you want to start at. But once you start raising the awareness, it's amazing how far it can go. Now, congenital heart defect awareness is kind of a given, and that could happen with Ivermark syndrome. So Julia, tell us about your efforts to find other people with Ivermark syndrome. And I'm kind of curious, you were saying that Dr. Me is the doctor who gave you your diagnosis, and you believe that he also diagnosed the people in Australia that you have found. Have you spoken to any other pediatric cardiologists or any other doctors to find out whether or not they're using the Ivermark syndrome label? And if not, why not? Like you said, of course, I'm from Kentucky. I didn't meet Dr. Me until I was nine years old. And when I was born is when I got my label of Ivermark syndrome. So it wasn't just Dr. Me that gave me that label. It's, okay. I had this label since I was born. and <laughs> oh, So he was not your pediatric cardiologist when you were an infant? No. I don't remember the very first one. My first recollection is Dr. Carol Cottrell at UK Children's Hospital. I had Dr. Cottrell and then I had Dr. Noonan. And Dr. Noonan coined the term Noonan syndrome for people with that disorder. 
So have you found people with Ivermark syndrome in the heterotaxy community? No. Because of the show last time, I had a father reach out to me and tell me that he's glad that I'd done the show because his son has, they just told him that he had a heart condition. Wow, that's very general. So how did he discover that his child had Ivermark syndrome? Because some of the things that I had mentioned, he noticed was happening with his son as far as with his son's ailments and placement of organs. That's how he reached out to me because he heard the last podcast. Wow. He feels like he has a community now that's a meaningful community for him and his son. Yes. Tell me about your efforts to find people with Ivermark syndrome. As Richard stated, I started a group called the Ivermark Syndrome Support Group where people can come and they can say, hey, I have this. And we are a very loving community. How long have you had this support group on Facebook? Actually, I've only had it for a couple months at most. The idea came from the show last year. I messaged Richard and I told him, I think a support group for Ivermark Syndrome should be created because we don't have the community that all these other people have to come together. Right, right. How can people find you and Richard? Just log on to Facebook and type in the Iowa Mark Syndrome Support Group, and you can pull us up right there, and we don't turn anybody away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Julia, what advice do you have for other families trying to find someone else with a rare condition? My advice to them is don't quit searching Even when you feel like you're at the end and you can't go any further, I never would have thought that I would have come into contact with Richard and we would have meshed and made strides into creating a world for people living with Ivermark syndrome. What registries or organizations do you know of that are actually trying to help people with Ivermark syndrome find each other? I know of NORD, which is the National Organization for Rare Diseases, and RADAR, which is the Registry of Rare Diseases. Okay. And GARD is the Genetic and Rare Diseases Information Center. Okay. So... There are avenues that people have to try and find information. I know that you and I, when we were working on this script, we actually went to the NORD or the National Organization for Rare Diseases website and read information. They have an entire page there on Ivermark syndrome. So these other organizations as well, NORD, Radar, Guard, these are all places that people can go to get more information and possibly for there to be a registry so people can find other people with the same condition, right? 
Yes. Okay. Well, that's great. And we're going to be looking for information from you and Richard on Facebook to promote Ivermark Syndrome Day. Yes. That's great. I'm excited about that. I'm excited for you. I think that's just a great idea. And I'm glad that you all decided to do something to help raise awareness. That's really what it's all about, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, thank you so much for coming on the program today, Julia, and I really enjoyed catching up with you again. It was nice to catch up with you, too. Thank you, Richard, for coming on the program today and for working to preserve your grandfather's legacy. Thank you so much. Well, you are so welcome. It was so much fun having an international show today. Friends, if you enjoyed this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna, please consider becoming a patron of our program. For the cost of a pizza, you could be a patron for an entire year. We have all kinds of benefits for those of you who would like to support the program. Just head on over to Patreon, and that's www.patreon.com slash heart to heart, and you can learn more about our program and join our team. That concludes this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks for listening today. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.